Tom Brady made his preseason debut and the muck the Bucks may have seen more injury concerns along the offensive line. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you are all watching live right now. And I appreciate each and every one of you for doing so. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode, but of course you can check out my co-host David Harrison's work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at SBNationsBucksNation.com. And, of course, make sure that you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Again, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. This episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 a month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. And that's bright.co forward slash locked on. Tom Brady took the field for the first time this pre- in the preseason this year, and he played just one drive. I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit because we need to discuss the biggest story, the biggest headline, the biggest concern surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers following their 27-10 to 10 loss to the Colts. So during the second quarter, a drive that resulted in a Keyshawn Vaughn touchdown run, starting center Robert Hainsey left the field with the assistance of trainers due to what appeared to be a leg injury. Now, Hainsey went into the medical tent, and it was a result of guard Nick Leverett rolling up on the back of his leg, took him out. He limped off the field under the assistance of trainers, but he did look okay when he came out of the medical tent. He had his right ankle heavily taped, but he was walking around. He was putting weight on the leg, a little bit of a limp when he first came out of the tent, but I was keeping an eye on him throughout the rest of the game. He was walking around pretty comfortably, seemed to be okay. Now, That doesn't mean that everything for sure is okay. And after the game, Todd Bowles did not have an update for us in regards to Hainsey's status. He just said that they had to wait on the x-rays. Jenna Lane of ESPN even asked him if this had been a regular season game, if this had been a game with a little bit more meaning, could Robert Hainsey have been able to go back into the game and play? Todd Bowles, again, kind of deflected, said, It's too early to tell. We need to wait for the x-rays. I'm really not sure. On top of that, you had guard and last resort center, Nick Leverett, the guy who rolled up on Robert Hainsey's leg. He left the game and did not return due to a shoulder injury. Again, Bulls had no update as to what Leverett's status is, but the Buccaneers are now facing major injury concerns along the interior of the offensive line. You already have Ryan Jensen out. You've already lost Aaron Stinney for the season. Now you have Nick Leverett, who is competing for the starting guard job against Luke Gedeke, and 
you have Robert Hainsey, the starting center, Nick Leverett, the backup center. Both of these guys go down to injury. So you obviously have to hope that everything is okay. The x-rays are negative. They just ended up tweaking something, being a little sore, and they now have 14 days from today to be able to be healthy and be ready to go against the Dallas Cowboys, who, to be fair, are facing their own issues along the offensive line with injuries. But this, this is difficult. This goes back to the decision when Ryan Jensen got hurt, when even as recently as when Aaron Stinney got hurt, that Todd Bowles said that he wanted to keep it in-house. There wasn't anyone outside the organization that they wanted to bring in, that they thought could help them immediately. They wanted to keep it in-house. Well, now you have your two guys who are potentially both starters. Robert Hainsey is. Nick Leverett is his backup. But Nick Leverett, like I said, is competing for that starting guard job with a decent shot at winning it against Luke Gedeke. Both of these guys are now hurt. The Buccaneers' offensive line depth is tissue paper thin. And there, was, there wasn't a lot of media at, at the Colts game, just for obvious reasons. It's preseason. But there was a noticeable concern kind of weighing that when Robert Hainsey left the field, it was, oh, no, what do they do now? I even threw out the joke that maybe they could – they could talk J.C. Treader out of retirement for for a season and just get him in there because it, it's reaching desperation mode. Now, you will see roster cuts beginning probably as early as, as today, Sunday, when, when this is live, and you're going to see roster cuts coming over the course of the next 48 hours as teams have to whittle down to that 53-man roster. There could be players that become available that might be familiar with Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich, or Bruce Arians, or a combination of the three in some capacity that could come in and immediately know the bulk of the offense. So keep an eye out on teams that are, are cutting offensive linemen because those guys could become options for the Buccaneers once they're getting down to that 53-man roster. Now, of course, they would have to make a corresponding roster move. But remember, with Ryan Jensen being placed on the initial 53-man roster. After that, he can go on injured reserve and not be lost for the entire season like we saw with, with some of these other players like Aaron Stinney, who is obviously out for the year, placed on IR before the roster cut down. So that means his season is done. With Ryan Jensen being placed on the IR after the initial 53-man roster, that will free up a roster spot for the Buccaneers that they can then grab one of these uh, interior linemen to bring in and, and join the team. If it's a vested veteran, they can sign immediately. If it's somebody that is not a vested veteran, of course, they have to go through the waiver period. So then you're not really sure if the Bucs are going to get them or not. They're pretty low down on the waiver order, but there's likely going to be someone, if, if Todd Bowles and Jason Light are concerned enough about what's going on in the interior of the line, keep an eye out because they will grab somebody off of one of these rosters that didn't quite make the initial 53-man roster. Now, we are going to talk more about the game itself coming up in just a moment, but first, this episode is brought to you by Brightco. Now, let's say you're the guy 
who wants to make that big romantic gesture. And you and your lovely girlfriend are both big Buccaneers fans. So you plan it out. You get it all set. You're going to propose on the Jumbotron at Raymond James Stadium during a Buccaneers game. But she wasn't ready for that moment, and she takes that ring and she chucks it. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it to happen in front of 60,000-plus people and end up getting plastered all over the Internet. These guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, if it's stolen, if it's chucked off of a pirate ship inside of a football stadium, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. The guys at Brightco are absolute geniuses. They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, whatever. So freaking easy that you can get it covered in two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. Toro is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with Toro. You can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. You can test drive that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on just to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions do apply. So ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Starting August 31st, search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are going to talk about who helped their case for a roster spot and who didn't in just a little bit because, Davey, I see you in the chat asking about Scotty Miller. We're going to talk about him. I promise you we will. But let's start things off by talking about number 12. Tom Brady makes his preseason debut, only plays in one drive for the Buccaneers, but that was all they needed. We talked to Todd Bowles about it after the game. He said that they had him penciled in for about 10 plays. Now, if the Buccaneers had gone three and out, then Brady and the starters would have gone back on the field for another drive. Instead, Brady, who, to his credit, did not look sharp early on. A couple of, of bad, incomplete passes, but one of those passes intended for Mike Evans Shout out Ross Jackson. That is Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast, his absolute favorite player in the NFL. He tries to deny it. He tries to hide it. But you all need to check out some of Ross's shows over on Locked On Saints and just drop it in the comments. But like, Ross, we know you love Mike Evans. Shout out. Appreciate the respect. But Mike Evans drew a defensive pass interference 
to extend the drive. And that defense pass interference, of course, was against Tom Brady's old teammate, Stefan Gilmore. And after that, Brady started to get into a little bit of a rhythm. He had a big pass play to Julio Jones. It was the biggest pass play of the first half for the Buccaneers. He had another completion to Mike Evans. He found Cameron Brait a couple of times. Ended up completing six consecutive passes after some early incompletions, but the drive did end up stalling. The Bucs had to settle for a field goal, which, of course, Ryan Suckup made. Gave the Bucs a 3 to nothing lead, and that was it. Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, they saw everything that they needed to see out of Brady, Evans, Julio, Lenny, all the guys. Lenny, of course, Lucas Oil, Lenny, he played really, really well in his short stint. But they did a lot of different things in that one drive. They tried to mix it up a lot. They got into the hurry-up mode just to try to get into that rhythm and you know test out a, a couple of different things. But that was all they needed to see. Now, David and I spoke on Friday's episode about how we – you know, I was expecting to see maybe two drives. David wanted to see at least three, but I think that was kind of the cap, kind of the ceiling. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, Bulls saw all he wanted out of that one drive. They ended up with an 11-play drive, so that penciled in 10 plays. You get 11 in one drive. You're good to go. After that, it was Blaine Gabbert. Now, a couple of the, the standouts – of the game early on outside of the starters. You know, Levante David had a fantastic sack. The, the defense played really well against the Colts starting offense, Sands Jonathan Taylor, who did not play. Um, but you had Tyler Johnson, again, stepping up, making big plays. And, and Tyler Johnson was on the field from the Brady offense all the way through the Kyle Trask offense. He was out there constantly, and he's still – Really, really looking good. I think he's pretty much locked up one of these wide receiver roster spots. He ended up, I do believe, I'd have to double check, but I do believe he ended up the leading receiver for the Buccaneers on the night. Some key first down catches by him. Uh, was even kind of held or hung out to dry. Got lit up, held onto the ball, moved the chains, and you know played really, really well. So great stuff out of Tyler Johnson. Another big standout was Keyshawn Vaughn. We're going to talk more about Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White coming up in just a little bit. But overall, one drive was all you needed out of Tom Brady. After after the game when he spoke with us, you know, he said that he's played a lot of football. The 11 days that he missed isn't really going to affect him. Missing preseason games isn't really going to affect him. He said, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I played a lot of football. You know, we're we're good. He was asked about the chemistry with Julio Jones, and he said that Julio's an easy guy to have chemistry with. So with Russell Gage and Chris Godwin both missing the game yesterday as expected, you now take a look at Mike Evans and Julio Jones probably being the one and the two. Russell Gage might be back. Uh, Todd Bowles told us that he's progressing but they're not quite sure yet. He does have two weeks to get back. And honestly, I'm as confident as Chris Godwin looks, you know, in practice. Uh, I saw him warming up before the game yesterday. As confident as he looks on that knee, you don't need to press the issue. Chris Godwin can miss the game against the Dallas Cowboys in week one 
and the Bucs should be just fine. They can still beat the Dallas Cowboys without Chris Godwin. You'd like to see him back against the New Orleans Saints because he tends to play really well against them, but it's not absolutely necessary for him to play. I think by then you're going to have Russell Gage back. You have Tyler Johnson playing extremely good football right now. Uh, you still have Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Brait and Kate Otten, who had some good plays, some bad plays in the game against the Indianapolis Colts. So I think it's it's pretty safe to look at Godwin and Julio, or I'm, I'm sorry, Mike Evans and Julio pretty much being locks for week one. Russell Gage, kind of a coin flip right now. Let's see how practice this coming week goes. And then Chris Godwin, I would say it's less than 1% chance that he plays against the Dallas Cowboys. But we're going to talk more about who helped their chances to make the roster and who hurt their chances to make the roster coming up in just a moment. And look, week one, it's right around the corner and you have the big Thursday night football kickoff game extravaganza where the defending champion Los Angeles Rams are going to play the Buffalo Bills. And maybe you flat out don't care about that game, but you could. Maybe you could have a vested interest in, say, I don't know, Josh Allen, Allen Robinson, Dawson Knox, and Cam Akers. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing on the Thursday night kickoff game, thanks to prize packs. It is super easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not competing with other people and their crazy daily fantasy algorithms that you see these guys constantly winning the big money on those other sites. It's just you against the prize picks projections. And it's not just the NFL. They have the NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, and much, much more. Each entry can be made in under 60 seconds and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Prize Packs is currently available in over 30 states as well as Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Wrapping things up here with a few more observations about the game Saturday night where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Indianapolis Colts 27 to 10. All talk all the time. I see you in the chat. Look, I hope you're right. All talk all the time. It said Chris will play. He's going to be ready. I'm willing to bet on it. I hope you're right. I absolutely hope that you are correct and that Godwin does play. But I'm going to flip it a little bit. Let's see what you think about this, All Talk. I would rather Chris Godwin miss the first two games of the season if it guaranteed me that he'd be healthy the rest of the way. I don't want to risk putting a 75% Chris Godwin out on the field when you have a 100% Mike Evans a 100% Julio, a 95% Russell Gage, 
100% Cam Brate, 100% Tyler Johnson, 100% Kyle Rudolph. Let the man rest and make sure that that knee is 100%. Now, if he says he can go, go. Tear it up. Destroy the Cowboys. I'm all for it. I just don't want them to force him onto the field earlier than he needs to. And I'm sure they're going to take that into consideration. They're going to ask Chris how he feels. Maybe it's just limited snaps. He only takes 40% of the snaps against the Cowboys, ends up with five receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic for you, for me, for the Buccaneers, for our fantasy teams. Uh, I just don't want them to push him too soon, too fast. That's the, the biggest point that I'm making. But let's talk about some of these other players. Look, Kyle Trask continues to look good. I'm as surprised to say it as you are to hear it, but Kyle Trask has looked extremely good throughout the, the preseason. He made some really, really good decisions against the Indianapolis Colts. There was really only one decision that he made that wasn't a great one. There was a moment where he had scrambled picked up a big gain, um, was called back for holding. Very next play, the, the middle of the line opened up again, and he looked like he was about to take off and run. Instead, he kept his eyes downfield, paused for a second, went to throw, and took a sack. I would have rather he took off and, and run in that moment, but it's good to see that he's not just immediately resorting to the run. These are the kinds of things that you can work out in the preseason where he kept his eyes downfield, was still looking to make a bigger play and try to push the tempo, try to push the ball down the field because the Bucks' offense was not doing well in the second half at all. It was it was ugly. Uh, but Kyle Trask, on the flip side, did look really good. Scotty Miller, Davey, I know you um, you asked about Scotty Miller. Look, I want Scotty Miller to be on the football team. I know Tom likes him. I know what he can do for this team. His his touchdown catch in the NFC Championship against the Green Bay Packers will live in infamy. But he doesn't look good right now. He had one catch on two targets for negative one yard against the Indianapolis Colts. That other target would have been a 15-plus yard gain, would have moved the chains on third down. It went threw his hands and hit him in the face. It didn't look good. I don't know why he's not putting it together in, in these preseason games with the opportunities that he has. Because he looks great in practice. He's bringing down everything in practice. Then we get to the game and all of a sudden, things are starting to fall apart. I don't know if he's going to make the team. I really don't. He and Devin Tompkins had the exact same snap count against the Indianapolis Colts, and that was just on offense. Devin Tompkins got additional snaps because he was the second-half return man. He was doing the kicks and the punts as, you know, Jalen Darden did it in the first half. That's another avenue where Devin Tompkins is trying to make this football team, and honestly, I think he does. So if Jalen Darden didn't show enough as a receiver, he also didn't show much as a returner against the Indianapolis Colts. He didn't show much as a returner last season. Devin Tompkins can offer <clears throat> exactly what Jalen Darden does in the return game, but he brings more to the table as a receiver. So is that how Scotty Miller finds his way on this football team? Is 
You take Tompkins over Jalen Darden, and now there's still an additional spot for Scotty Miller. Or is that additional spot going to go to Brashad Perryman, who we haven't seen much of, but he's been on this football team. You know what he's capable of, much like Scotty Miller. Which of those two guys would they choose? But we're going to have our initial 53-man roster prediction coming up on Tuesday's episode. Right now, I'll I'll give you a little sneak preview, a spoiler. I have Devin Tompkins on this football team. I do not have Jalen Darden on this football team, and I probably won't have Scotty Miller. We'll see how things shake out. Rashad White in the backfield, he struggled a lot. Now, a lot of that had to do with the poor blocking up front by the offensive line, but at the same time, you flip that, and with a similar, if not the same, offensive line, Keyshawn Vaughn looked absolutely fantastic. He was hitting, uh, he was hitting his running lanes with confidence, with you know, really, really solid decision making. I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking for the phrase that I want. It's not coming to me. I'm very tired. Didn't get home till after one o'clock in the morning last night. Um, he he looked explosive. He had great burst, great vision. Um, it was kind of everything that we had seen out of Rashad white through the first couple of weeks. And now we see it all out of, out of Keyshawn Vaughn. So again, the, the lineup, the depth chart behind Leonard Fournette is a little bit murky. Rashad white and, and Keyshawn Vaughn offer different skill sets, different, uh, strengths, different weaknesses, but it was great to see Keyshawn kind of get on track and and look good. And the last note that I will make is that uh, linebacker Fadakasi outsnapped Grant Stewart, both on defense and special teams. Make of that what you will. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Real quick, over to the comment section, we got Bucklife954 asking if I'm worried about the backup offensive linemen in the secondary. Uh, I am concerned about the depth at offensive line just because of the injuries suffered by Robert Hainsey and Nick Leverett on Saturday night. The depth in the secondary, I'm not too concerned about. Truly and honestly, I, I think Zion McCollum is going to have some growing pains but he's so intelligent and he's so athletic. He's going to get it together. As far as that last kind of cornerback depth spot, not really sure who that's going to go to. Uh, again, we'll have our, our 53-man prediction coming out on Tuesday's episode. There's a couple of guys it could go to. I would have said Ross Cockrell, but they decided to let him search for an opportunity elsewhere. So to me, it's kind of between D. Delaney and Richard Robinson there for that that last spot. Um, I'll talk all the time talking about Kyle Trask and, and he love how he steps up in the pocket, isn't afraid to take a hit. I agree 100%. And you see the decision-making, the decision speed kind of starting to get there. He's, he's really starting to grow. Um, so really kind of encouraging stuff out of out of Kyle Trask rock 813 says darden scary when it comes to returning nothing gonna change we'll see we will see with that i am going to get out of here 
I am on my way to my fantasy draft coming up here in just a moment. But David and I will be back tomorrow with that roster prediction. We want to thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. You know I've been listening to that, getting ready for my draft. So get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Check out all of David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, make sure that you are following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at Harrison 82 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.